doctrinal lesson on this morning and really have been enjoying uh, our Bible studies uh, on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday nights as well, uh, but on Sunday mornings as we had uh, another wonderful class on this morning. Just appreciate all those of you who make effort uh, to be in those Bible studies. Uh, you're needed, and we thank you so much for being there. And uh, even on Sunday nights, we thank those who come back on Sunday nights, and we're still trying to encourage others um, for a Sunday evening worship. And it's just a uh, good feeling to see those who make an effort to come back on Sunday night uh, uh, to again be with the Lord and be in the midst of his church. Uh, there's no better place than to be in the midst of the Lord's people. Amen, somebody. Ain't no better place than to be in the midst of the Lord's people. So keep that on your mind uh, for Sunday school and for evening worship uh, as, as well. Acts chapter 2, if you don't mind. Acts chapter 2. And I've had a few to ask uh, about the process of our leadership and... Um, want you to know that we are in the last uh, steps of our leadership process and I as I said a few have asked one last Sunday another this Sunday and I know uh, that you might be wondering what's going on but uh, we are in the last steps of that so just keep keep us in prayer uh, as we move towards spiritual biblical leadership uh, in the Lord's house Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 2, we call read now here in verses 37 and following, or 36 and following. The Bible says in verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. I'm glad Peter didn't say, wait up, wait a minute, let me go get the answer back home. Just wait up, just wait up. But Peter had an answer for an asked question. If you don't know your Bible, then you can't answer no Bible questions. But they asked the question, what must we do in order to get this business straight? How can we straighten our lives up? How can we be saved? How can the Lord forgive us? And the Bible says, Peter replied by saying, repent and be what? Why people want to argue when you tell them what God say do? The Bible says, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Now, now you can't come to Jesus one way and you come to Jesus another way. And one of the things that people say in the religious realm today is that we all have our different experience with salvation. Well, the Bible says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. So that means you got to come the same way. Your granny got to come the same way. Your uncle got to come the same way. Your friends got to come the same way. We all must come what? The same way. 
every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Shall we bow and pray? Father, we pray that you would touch all of our lives on this morning. Touch us all where we stand in need of the master's touch. We all come from different addresses on to this morning. We live under different roofs. We deal with different issues in our lives. We pray that you may be with us in our issues. Strengthen us, encourage us, give us vision, give us sight. We pray, Father God, that you would provide us with ongoing strength. We pray for those who are hurt this morning. We pray for those who are hurt emotionally and psychologically. We pray for those who are hurting physically. We pray that you would alleviate their pain. We pray, Father God, for those who are struggling in their individual Christian walk with the Lord. We pray for those who are having marital troubles. We pray for those who are having children trouble. And we pray for those who are having baby mama drama trouble. We pray for them, Father, and those who are having uh, daddy drama. We pray that you be with them, strengthen them as they try to come to understanding and conflict resolutions in their life that you bless them, Father. But bless the saints of God that we keep our eyes on Jesus in the midst of our individual storms and in the midst of our course of life, that you would be with us, that you bless us and be with those who grieve at this time, Father, because of their lost loved ones. Strengthen them, comfort them, console them. Just wrap your loving arms around them, Father, and walk them through, Father, as they deal with their storms of life. We pray for your manservant as he proclaims your word this morning that you be with him. Bless him to do those things and say those things pleasing in your sight. And we pray that you forgive all of us, please, for our sins from the pulpit to the back door. And that you open our hearts that we can be ready to receive a thus says the Lord. And we thank you for all of your blessings. It is in his name who died and was risen on the third day with all power in his hands. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Now let the church say, amen. amen. I want to talk this morning on the subject title, What Must I Do to Be Saved? What must I do to be saved? I have been hearing such titles ever since I was a boy. And those titles, titles are still relevant now. They still hold meaning uh, now because it's still true. What must I do to be saved? That's for those who are not saved this morning. Lord, say the same tonight. I'll talk on the subject, what must I do to keep my salvation? Uh, this morning is for those who are lost and tonight will be for those who claim to be saved. And on this morning, what must I do to be saved? Now, I want you to know that I'm doing this lesson this morning for three reasons. Number one, I'm doing this lesson because we are the church and we're commanded to teach and preach the gospel. That's number one. Number two, I'm preaching this lesson because... We have some folk 
who need to be motivated, who need to be encouraged, who need a refresher course when it comes to the gospel. In other words, we need to be encouraged to understand that it is our job to proclaim God's truth. It is our job to tell those of our circle and friendship, relationship. It is our job to help spread the gospel. Sometimes people say, I don't teach Brother Vils because I don't know enough. Well, let me tell you something. If you can't teach with the little that you know, you won't teach with a whole lot of knowledge that you can learn. It's not about how much you know. Every Christian ought to know what they ought to do to be saved. If you know that much, then God will hold you responsible for teaching somebody the little that you know. You don't need to know the whole Bible. You just need to know what does a person need to do in order to be saved. And this morning, the third one is we need to preach lessons like this and take opportunity to teach them. It's because we got some folks sitting down right among us lost. We got folk right up in here sitting down among us. Some come every Sunday and they're lost. Y'all got some folk in your house lost. And so we need to preach and teach these kinds of lessons more often uh, that we may encourage the Lord's house uh, to remind us we got a job to do and we have a duty to keep. And if nobody ain't going to spread the word of God, if the church won't do it, don't tell nobody, nobody's going to do it. Now, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Well, that's a good question. What must I do to be saved? But I think the question that ought to be asked on this morning is not only what must I do to be saved, but why must I do those things to be saved? Why do I even need to be saved? Now, the word saved comes from a word that means to rescue. God needs to rescue us. Rescue us from what? Rescue us from damnation. God needs to rescue us from what? From darkness. One of the things you need to understand is, is in that point number one, why we need to be saved, why we need to do what God wants us to do, that is because of sin. That is because of sin. I'll say that the third time for emphasis sake. That is because of sin. That's the number one reason why all of us up in here, everybody in the world needs to be saved because of S-I-N, sin. Bible says, get it for me, Romans 3, 23, right quickly. Romans 3, 23, right quickly. Romans 3, 23, the Bible says, watch this here. The book says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have what? So stop acting like you never sinned in your life. The Bible says if you say you have not sinned, not only you're lying and the truth is not in you, but you make God a liar. All have what? Now, don't rejoice in your sin. Now, that's not why we're saying that. Don't get all happy talking about, woo, I sinned. And, no, no, no. All have sinned 
and come what? Everybody up in here comes short. We all come short. We all come short. And sin is, is a contradiction against the word and the will of God. It means to miss the mark, if you will. If you're aiming at a target and you're trying to hit your target, sin means you're, you're missing the mark. You're not hitting the bullseye. You're hitting everywhere but where you're supposed to hit. You're hitting all around it, but you're not hitting the center target. And so it means to miss the mark. It means to do things uh, contradicting against the word of God. It means uh, to go against uh, God. Every time you sin, you ought to feel bad about it. Because you are going against God. You are doing things unpleasing uh, to God. So sin uh, all have sinned and come short of what? Of the, of the glory of God. The glory of God. It, it, it means to reveal the attributes and the character of who God is. That's his glory. You go against the glory of God. Get for me Romans chapter 6 verse number 23. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Romans 6 23 the Bible says for the what? I want you to know that you can be involved in two kinds of works. You can be involved in the works of righteousness and the works of darkness. You are doing two kinds of works, either the works of righteousness or the works of darkness. Which one? How many of you all are doing the work of darkness? Just raise your hand. Don't, don't raise your hand this morning. Now. He says, for the wages of sin is what? For the wages of sin is death. Every time you sin, you ought to think about I'm displeasing to God. And number two, I ought to think about death. He says, but the gift of God is what? Through Jesus Christ our what? Our Lord. But the rewards of sin is what? The wages of sin, if you're working the works of unrighteousness, God says your wage is going to be what? Death. God says, you're going to get something for doing that. It's going to be death. He says, but if you allow God's gift to be a part of your life, you'll get eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So sin is a missing of the mark. It's a missing of the step. I'm unpleasing to God. Sin, S-I-N, a very small word, small word, three-letter word. But I can't think of any word more powerful than sin. Sin. Sin is ugly. Hello, somebody. Sin is ugly. I mean, really. Have you ever looked at sin? Hello, somebody. I mean, have you ever looked at sin? It is ugly. It is disgusting. Sin is dirty. Sin is filthy. Have you ever been involved in sin? Anybody in here ever sin? I mean, come on. Y'all ever sin? Anybody in here? Y'all know what that is? Sin is dirty. Sin is grimy. Sin is sticky. Huh? Have you ever been out working in the yard or, or working out or doing something and, and you've just been doing it over a long period of time and you stay in that clothes. It, it's sticky. Sin 
is ugly. So never glory in your sin. Never dwell in your sin. Never, never, never be satisfied in your sin. Sin is, is ugly. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's sticky. It's stinky. Sin. Number two. Why must I, why must I get salvation? Because sin. Everybody sins. We all need to be rescued. We all need to be saved. Number two, death. Death. We need to be saved because of sin. But then number two is death. Death. Give me Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Watch this here. The Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man, what? Sin. That's Adam. The first Adam. By one man, sin. Watch this now. Closely. Entered into the world. Sin entered into the world. By one man. That was the first Adam. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, it just didn't enter into the garden. Sin entered into the world. When Adam sinned against God, sin entered into the world, affecting the entire world. The Bible says, and death, what? By sin. Sin entered in by who? Adam. Death entered in by sin. It was Adam who sinned that produced what? Death. For the wages of sin is? Don't ever glorify in your sin. Don't ever be satisfied in your sin. Come out of your sin. The Bible says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon what? Not just Adam and Eve, but upon all men. When Adam sinned, sin entered into a world. And when sin entered into the world, death entered in by sin. And the Bible says, because of sin and death, that that death passed upon what? For that all have. You know, this is an interesting study. Sin is an interesting... This verse is an interesting study. When, when does a child sin? That's interesting. That's, this is an interesting study here. Because of sin entered in by one man. And by that one man, sin entered into the world. Watch this. And when sin entered into the world, death came on who? All men. How can all men die if all men is not affected by sin? Hello, somebody. You cannot die if you're not affected by sin. Because the wages of sin is death. 
So when does a child sin? Listen, it is very important for you to understand that when Adam sinned, sin entered into a world. When sin entered into the world, death followed it. People are still dying today. Don't tell nobody, but even children die. Sin affected everybody, y'all. Even the infants who ain't never thought anything wrong. Infants who ain't never did anybody wrong. I'm telling you, sin affects everybody. Death affects everybody. And so this verse here, death passed upon all men then, and death is still passing on all men now. Why must I need to be saved? What must I do to be saved? But why must I do what we need to do in order to be saved? Because of sin and because of death. But thank God for Jesus. You know, what Jesus did, ain't none of us up in here would do. None of us would do it. Nobody would give their child up to save some, the world. Nobody would volunteer. Anybody, raise your hand if you would volunteer for that. In the place of God, to give your only child. Ain't nobody in their right mind would give their children for the life of the world. You would say, Lord, now can't, isn't there any other way? But God took his only begotten son sacrificed him for us, for us, for us who sin, and for us who sin, and you know you sin, and for us who sin, and sometimes you willfully sin. Don't come up in here and act like all your sins are unwillfully sins. There's some sins you know you're going to sin before you even sin. Why we act like sin just come up on us and, you know, all the time when we sin, it is just, a, you know, sin has overtaken me. Uh-uh. Some of y'all plan your stuff. Amen anyhow. You know you going over there to sin. You know you calling him over here to sin. You know you calling her at 2 o'clock a.m. to sin. I act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. What you rolling for at 2 a.m. in the morning? Now, you might find me in the gym now at 2 a.m., but I'm just saying, at 2 a.m., what you doing? Amen, somebody. I act like they're talking about Brother Bill. I'm going down the street to get a Coca-Cola. At 2 a.m., you can't wait till 7? You're going to get a Coke, all right. <laughs> Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sin. Number three, blood. Number three, blood. What must I do to be saved? Why must I be saved? One, because of sin. Two, because of death. The blood. Get Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse number 28. Now, keep in mind that when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, what happened? When they sinned, the Bible says, 
that their eyes were what? Were open. That means that not that their eyes, physical eyes were open, that means that their, their understanding. Their understanding was open. And the Bible says what they did, Adam and Eve, they they took they took some fig, some fig leaves and 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 they covered themselves up. Boy, that must have been some type of some type of Gucci type of uh, outfit, huh? I mean, could you imagine them trying to cover themselves up with some fig leaves? But that's what they, they were unequipped to do it, y'all. They were unequipped to cover their, see, they were worried about covering their, their physical nakedness. But God saw their spiritual nakedness. It was deeper than what they saw. And we, sometimes when stuff go wrong, we try to fix it. That's what we want to do. That's what Adam tried to do. He tried to fix it. He understood something was wrong. And so he got his needle and his thread, and he tried to fix the thing, and he tried to tie the thing, and he, he just he couldn't do it. And the Bible says when God came walking in the cool of the day, in the evening time of the day, the Bible says that Adam and Eve was hiding behind a tree like God couldn't see him. I mean, you know, I mean, have you ever tried to hide from somebody? Come on, tell the truth. I mean, you try to hide. Well, okay, have you ever played hide and seek? Y'all don't want to tell the truth with the other stuff. Have you ever played hide and seek? Huh? You know when you're hiding, when you're trying to hide sin? You know, God is, it's like you standing right here trying to hide the stuff. And God is like this. It's just, God is like, come on, man. I, I see you. And you're trying to cover that stuff up. You're working too hard. You'll never cover it up with God because he's not limited by the things of the world. And what God did, sacrifice. There was an animal that had to what? Die. There needed blood. Something, look, look, when sin happens, something must die for something to live. God could have, listen, God had to do what he, what he did in the garden. Because if he didn't do it, then they would have they, they, they died. So what God did, he substituted. The animal in the place of his children. The blood. In the blood is life. So in order for to produce the life, blood must enter from somewhere. It must enter from somewhere. God took the blood from the animal. And what happened was forgiveness was there. I want to tell you something. Don't tell nobody there was forgiveness in the Old Testament. I hear people say, there's no forgetting. Nah, you can read in the scripture what the Bible tells you that there was forgiveness in the Old Testament. Now, everything was predicated upon the cross. Everything was predicated upon the cross that was to come, but there were forgiveness in the Old Testament. There was no forgiveness. Why in the world they were killing bulls and goats and doing all that stuff for nothing. It was forgiveness. But God had to take that and to save Adam and Eve. But then he had to take his son and put him on a cross. Now what the devil thought that he was doing, the devil thought that he was taking Jesus and, and putting him in the ground. That's what, he, that's what he thought. He thought that he had Jesus, but God had a, if you were in the class this morning, that's the active purpose of God. God's purpose is always at work. 
is always at work. That's why I told you the scripture this morning, uh, uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 28, all things work according or for the good. All things work for the good of them that, that love God and who are called according to what? His purpose. Everybody who falls in the purpose of God, your life is going to work out. Because the word does not lie. God will take good and bad and make it work. This morning I told you how God took the Pharaoh and Egypt and put that in his plan and purpose to get his children out of Egypt. Well, God here takes his plan and purpose of the devil and brings it to the cross. I know he brings it to the cross. Watch Acts 20 and 28. The devil thought he was killing Jesus. The devil thought he was bringing debt to Jesus. The devil thought that he had Jesus in the ground. But God's plan and purpose was what? Was an active work. The Bible says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he had what? The devil thought he was killing him, but he didn't know Jesus was buying something. The devil thought he was putting him in the grave, but he didn't know that Jesus went shopping. He thought that he was bringing debt to Jesus, but Jesus was purchasing something which he had purchased with his what? Own blood. Jesus on the cross was in the plan and the purpose of God for saving man. The devil thought he had him. But God said it's all according to my plan and my... You see how God takes the bad and he worked that thing? And then somebody said, well, gee, but, he'd ha but he still had to die. Yeah, he died. He had to die. Because we would all have to die if he didn't die. Huh? He died that you might what? Live. There is life in the what? Blood. And he says he purchased it. What did he purchase? His church. I would not be a part of a church that was not purchased by the blood of Jesus, there are some churches that have only been purchased with money. And I want to be a part of a church that was purchased by the blood. Not just by any blood, but by the blood of Jesus the Christ. And so, what must I do in order to be saved? Why must I be saved? Because there's sin out there. Because there's death. And because this blood is an active power of the Lord God. Now, what does the blood provide? The blood provides the same thing it provided in the Garden of Eden, forgiveness. But you have to reach the blood. You have to reach the blood. You cannot just see the blood. You cannot just hear about the blood. You have to what? You have to reach the blood. You have to come in what? Contact with the blood in order for it to forgive your sins. Get for me if you don't mind there. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Hebrews chapter 9. It'd be good to look at the whole thing, but Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Hebrews 9 and verse 22. Watch this. The Bible says, And almost all things are by the what? By the law. Purged. With what? With blood. And without shedding. Without shedding of what? Blood. There is what? No, no, no remission. So now, if Adam and Eve sinned, 
God had to make sacrifice for forgiveness in the God. You and I have sinned. We need to come in contact with the blood of Jesus. Now, the question is, how does a person come in contact with Jesus? If I come in contact with Jesus, then I come in contact with the blood of Jesus. Get for me if you don't mind. Uh, let's look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27. Now, if you, if you are not saved, and one of the things I get a lot with people, they say, well, I was baptized. I was baptized. I was baptized before, but preacher, why do I need to get baptized again? Well, really, you're not getting baptized again. You're really getting baptized for the first time because you're getting baptized right. You cannot be taught wrong, baptized right. Neither can you be taught right, baptized right, but you're part of a different faith. Everything goes together. Everything goes together. It's interwoven together. There are some people say, I've been baptized when I was 10. I asked them the question, what you've been baptized for? I don't know. I just went down because all the other children were going down. They don't even know why they were baptized. Did somebody teach you the gospel? No, they didn't teach us the gospel. You know, we just went. That was the thing to do. You know, mama said we needed to be baptized, so we all went down there and we went baptized. We were baptized. Well, you know, I, I just felt that, you know, the preacher was putting it out there every Sunday, so I just decided, hey, one of these days I got to do so I got up and I went to be baptized. You were never baptized, you just got wet. Because baptism, one must understand what the gospel is in order to be what? Saved. Now, you don't need to know the entire Bible to be saved, but you need to know what is God's plan in saving man. And the Bible says, for ye are all the children of God by what? By what? In Christ Jesus. Now watch this. I'm all, we're all the children of God by faith, what? In Christ Jesus. But if I'm not in Christ Jesus, I am not a qualifying, what? Child of God. Now all of us are children of God by way of creation. But not by way of salvation. Verse 27, watch this. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have what? Have put on Christ. That means that you are, you are clothed with Christ now. You have put them on. Question. Have you really been baptized? I mean, really, have you been baptized? Somebody needed to teach you about baptism. You needed to know what the gospel is. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses number 1 through 4. The, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus what? He died. He was what? Buried. And he what? He rose again the what? Third day, according to the scriptures. He died. Before you can come to Christ, you got to die in that of repentance. You got to change your mind. You got to die to that lifestyle. Somebody say, why you must die? Because you do not bury people alive. They must be dead before you can what? Bury them. If I'm not dead, please don't bury me. Please, I mean please, don't bury me if I'm not dead. But you must what? Die. Why? Because if you try to bury a man that's not dead, he come up from the grave. Y'all know that ain't going to be good. 
Some people have to die, y'all, and they're in the church because the old man just keeps coming back alive. We got to die to sin. Baptism is believing that he died, that he was buried, and he rose again. We say he hears the gospel. We say he believes the gospel to have faith. We say he must be willing to repent or simply he's willing to change uh, the life that he's previously lived. Uh, and he's turning from those things wrong. And he begins to learn and do those things that is right. So he what? He repents. And guess what? Don't tell nobody. Everybody in Christ we still repenting today. We didn't get in and we just stopped. We got to keep changing. We have to keep maturing. We have to keep growing. And so then once we do all of that, then we are ready to confess, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then once I believe and know all of that, then I must they call it sometimes the facts of the gospel, that he died, that he was buried, and that he rose again. You die to sin. You are buried with him in baptism. When you come up, you rise, or what? A new creature in Christ. You'll be willing to be baptized. Now, in baptism is where you really meet the blood. Somebody say, well, preacher, y'all got, y'all got some blood in there? Did anybody put blood this morning? Did we kill anything and put it in there? I don't see nothing. I don't see no blood in here. Ain't no blood in here. So where's the saving solution power? It's in Christ. Back up, verse 26. It's in Christ. I've got to believe this thing by faith. God ain't never told you you're going to see blood in the water. God say, get in the water. He says, for ye are all the children of God by what? Y'all, if you're going to be a child of God, you're just going to have to take God in this word, period. I ain't got no magic tricks. I ain't got no rabbits up in here. I ain't got no flowers that's going to come out of my hand. I, I can't do that. I'm not in the tricking business. We're not magicians. All we got is the Bible, the word of God. You either going to take that or we ain't got nothing to give. But if you're going to believe this, you got to believe it by what? By faith, period, and that's it. You got to take the Lord at his what? At his word. I'm telling y'all, sin is something. Man, when sin get a hold of you, boy, it'll wrap you. It'll wrap you like a python. And it'll try to squeeze all the life out of you. It'll give you one of them bear hugs and won't let you go. It's like a vice grip. Huh? I remember we used to play with them old vice grips. Some of them old boys used to put used to put the vice grip on the back of their back of their uh, their wheels. Y'all remember that? Huh? Just in case they just in case they ran up into something. They got they got vice grip on the back side. Y'all ain't never did that? Huh? You did y'all y'all did that? Huh? Y'all used to put it on the seat? Yeah, all right. Trying to get a picture on the seat. I'm like, on the seat? I'm like, I know under the boat, uh -huh, under the seat, and you clamp it. Yeah. When you rolled it, did it fall? It stayed in place. Sin arrived you, man. I say sin arrived you. I like somebody to talk about sin because I want them to make me uncomfortable. God want to shake you out of your sin. Shake you out of your sin. Sin will bring what again? Death. Huh? It'll bring death. And sometimes people say, well, I can't see it. You know, I can't see it. I'm not dead yet. Keep living. 
Yeah, keep living. It's coming. And it might be closer than what you think. We got folk up in here who lost. You lost. Listen, all you got to do is believe Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again the third day. Be willing to get in that water to baptize yourself. We'll baptize you for the remission of your sins. When that happened, the Lord adds you to his church. Ain't got but one in that whole Bible. From Matthew to Revelation. Ain't got but one he died for. He told you in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, he purchased it. He purchased it with his own blood. The church was purchased with his own blood. And all I'm telling you, the church that I'm talking about is the one he purchased with his own blood. Now, all the other ones, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the one he purchased. Now, you can go fuss and argue about the other ones. I, I don't even need to argue about them because they don't even exist in the Bible. Why am I arguing you about a church that ain't even in the Bible? Amen, anyhow. I'm not trying to argue about Catholicism. They ain't in here. I ain't got time to argue about Pentecostal. They ain't in there. Why would I talk about Methodists and the full gospel? Waste my breath. They're not in here. Let me talk about the one that's in there. Ain't got but one. And he purchased it with his blood. That's the one I'm talking about. That's the one you need to become a part of. We're going to sing a song in just a while. Matter of fact, you ain't got to wait for the song now. You can get up here right now and say, Preacher, look, I want to be baptized, man. I don't, I don't need all that other stuff. I don't need no invitation song. I'm ready right now. I understand, hey, Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again the third day. If we get in that water, he washed away my sins. God asked me to the church. I live faithful unto death. When I fall down, I ask God for forgiveness. I get back on straight street again, begin to live and do those things that is right, and I keep on, keep on, keeping on. Oh, I'm begging you today. If you haven't done it, done it, you need to get. You need to do it today. And then the other thing, you know, we got some children in the church. Let me tell y'all something. The older you get, the harder it is to convince kids, teenagers, to get in Christ. I like the scripture when Jesus says, "Suffer the little children to come unto me." Let me tell you something. Jesus must have knew something. I, I, I'm trying to tell y'all. Listen, I came to Christ at ten. I think you said you came at six or seven, correct? Nine. Nine years old. I'm putting you way back there. Huh? Yeah, come on, my brother. Help a brother out here. Nine years old. Nine years old. Ten years old. You understood at nine, correct? I understood clearly as day as ten. I knew exactly what I need to do. I was so mischievous, man. You couldn't tell me nothing about sin. I knew what that was. But I said sin. I was squirming in my seat. I, they talk about sin. I'm just like, man, shuck, man. It's still Oh, man, he need to he need to hurry up and preach. He need to hurry up and get him out of here. Had a fellow by the name of I forgot his last name, John from Brother John uh, from uh, California. He come from somewhere, done a revival. I never forget. I was a boy. Joke was just preaching, and I thought I was the only person in the room. I thought I was I was by myself in a in a room, just a room, and 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 he was just preaching, and everything he said was like hitting me in my face. I tried to turn, he hit me. Head, I turned on the side, he hit me on the back side. I couldn't escape. God, God, God will find you where you are. Oh God, I may not be talking about the subject that's in your life, but sin, God will find you where you are. Look, if you understand what you need to do, man, you need to say, look, I'm going to get this thing done. There are children now who are teenagers, who are young adults, who grow up and they, they miss their opportunity. Parents, listen to me. 
We work so hard with our children for school, right? Come on and say amen when you can. We work hard with them for school. Why don't we take that same energy and work with them with the church? Huh? Man, we tell them, make good grades, but I wonder what their grades are with the Lord. Your children are your assignment. That's your job. I know sometimes you want to deal with them and throw them in the trash and kick them out, but you can't do it. That's your assignment. They didn't ask to come here. You brought them here. That's your actions brought them over here. And a stock delivered them and dropped them off at your door. Nah. And what we do is, tell them, you know, honey, we tell them, look, do good in school. Do good in school. You know, do that, do this, so you can get into college. We get them to do all of that so they can get into good college. But why don't we take that same energy that they can get in Christ? And then we mess around and tell them now, now look here. Now, now what we want you to do, keep your grades up now. Keep your grades up while you're in school. But when they get in Christ, don't leave them alone. You got to tell them you got to keep your life up now that you're in Christ. Some of y'all are hurting your children. You're a bad example to your children. You're a bad example. They're in Christ, but they ain't living the life because daddy and mama ain't living the life. You're setting a bad example for your children. Don't you know God's going to ask for your assignment back one day? He's going to grade you by the assignment that he gave you. Every good professor, every good instructor asks for the assignment back. We'll grade your assignment, and God will grade our assignment in judgment. You messing around and taking this thing for granted. You're spending more time somewhere else where you need to be spending more time with God's purposes in life, and debt is on its way. I tell you, if you're lost, you need to say today, I'm coming to Christ. I'm coming to Christ today. I'm not going to be the same. I was talking to my friend not long ago, and he was telling me about a song and a story. And, uh, you know, you don't know what debt is. Huh? No, you, you don't know. Hello, somebody. Now, this is for real, for real. Y'all understand? You don't know what debt is. Well, you think you Y'all think you're healthy. Just raise your hand. You think you got a good, clean bill of health. That's my friend Sanford. You got a good, bill of, clean bill of health. Raise your hand. You think you got it? You think you got it? Come on. It's all right. Raise your hand. You think you got it? <laughs> like the scared. Like, <laughs> might lose my hand if I pick it up. Right? Brother, let curse a brother up in here. Listen. <laughs> I don't care if you got a good, clean bill of health. God don't, God don't, God don't operate off no clean bill of health. The Bible says Moses had 20-20 vision. <laughs> Moses was healthier at 120 than some folk right now who are 21. But he died. <laughs> was up there in the, the other day in the house and got a phone call. Somebody said, you know, your brother-in-law just died. So I had to pause a while. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I said, now nah, you said, I said, he dead? He's like, yes, he just died. My brother-in-law married to my sister over in Terrell. 30-something years of age, I believe Warren might be 32, 33. He came here with Southwestern. He was over Southwestern. Came here with the summer tour, blah, 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 all that stuff. But died, dropped dead on the floor. Oh, you listen to me. Dropped dead. You, you playing around with death? You, you playing around? I'm 21. I've got all the time to live. Man, I'm just good. Okay. All right. 
Mm-hmm. I'm more sure he thought he had it too. But he did. He ain't living, he ain't living like you and I no more. His soul is in the Hadean world right now. Preached his last sermon to the church where he preached. Probably didn't even think it was coming. But he did. <sighs> Story was said once about a girl. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. Nice long black hair. Pretty eyes. Pretty white teeth. Pretty smile. Nice complexion. Smooth, silky skin. Coke bottle figure. Nice looking girl. One day she was at home. Debt came up in the neighborhood. She recognized debt, and debt recognized her. And she said, she says, debt, she says, I'm not, I'm not ready for you now. Debt says, oh, baby, I'm not, I didn't come to get you. He says, I'm just in your neighborhood. Yeah, he said, I didn't come to get you. He said, I'm just in your neighborhood. Sometimes debt is in our neighborhood. Sometimes God has sent him on your street to remind you, oh, I didn't come to get you, <laughs> but I'm still here. <laughs> and he'll mess around and take somebody else, and he'll leave you. She told Dad, she said, she says, well, Dad, she said, when you come for me, she said, if you don't mind, can you give me a sign? Dad said, sure, we'll give you a sign. Life went on. Life goes on. Huh? Life goes on. Oh, you got to be a real G to know that one. Godly person, godly person. Messing with you. Life went on. She got old, Sister Forte. <laughs> Dad came back in the neighborhood, Sister Brock. Dad came at her address. She says, "Oh, Dad, I'm I'm not I'm not ready." <laughs> Dad was smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> she said, "I told you when you come to give me a sign." Dad says, "Oh, I did." That said, didn't your hair turn gray? He said, that was a sign. He said, didn't your skin begin to wrinkle up? He said, oh, that was a sign. He said, didn't your eyes go dim where you needed glasses? He says, oh, that was a sign. He said, oh, didn't your ears grow dull? He said, that was a sign. He says, oh, mama, he said, didn't uh, your teeth begin to fall out? He said, oh, he said, that was a sign. He said, didn't your back begin to bend over? He said, that was a sign. He said, didn't your hands begin to tremble? He said, that was a sign. He said, oh, didn't your memory begin to fail you? He says, oh, that was a sign. Let me tell you something. You're closer to the graveyard today than you were yesterday. I know you thank God for a birthday, but you're closer now. 
Yeah, you're closer now. Let me tell you something. You don't know what death is. You might be closer than what you really Anybody hair turn in here? Got some gray? You got some white? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm see, I see it. I see. <laughs> I know Brother Brown. I, I I I know Brother Brown and Brother Young out here talking about well, I ain't you can't see mine. Like they gonna run from death. Can't see mine, huh? Huh? How many of y'all got some dentures? Hold your hands out. You got a little tremble with you? How many of you can drive without them glasses on you? Got a little bend with you? Whew. He coming, y'all. Today is somebody else. Tomorrow can be you and can be me. Do you want to live after death? <laughs> All you got to do is get in Christ. You ain't going to have no worries. If you get in Christ, you got to get in him, though. Got to be baptized. Wash those sins away. Get that stuff out of your life. Get in the church. If you got sin in your life right now, get your life together. Stop playing around with your life. Young folk dying, middle-aged folk dying, babies dying, seniors dying, everybody's dying. Death is only in the neighborhood of us now, but he's going to knock at your door. And the thing about it is, death, death don't care if you, you answer it or not. He don't care if you open the door or not. You can't tell the child, check and see who that is, baby. Tell him I ain't here. That ain't well, no, 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 no. Death comes in, and he says it's time to go. Ready or not, we got to get out of here. Yeah, we got to go. Now, you can argue with the Lord, but we got to go. And that's it. Bam. It's a bam, sham, boom. It's done. Seal the deal. You gone. Next thing they find you, you dead. Family crying, weeping, grieving all around your body, but you ain't there in the body. You gone. You somewhere else. You somewhere else. All the folk you knew who died before you, don't tell nobody. They somewhere else right now. They ain't sitting down beside you. They in the front, they in the back. You can't call them up. They can't call you. They gone. Your turn is coming. Come by hearing this word, believing the same, repenting of sins, confessing Christ, getting in that water to wash your sins away in baptism. You got sin in your life. You repent today in your heart. Confess that you have sinned. Ask the Lord to forgive you. The righteous is going to pray for you. Don't leave this place, man. I'm telling you, don't leave this place. We say we just seen him the other day. Or you would say, but if he'll just preach something, I tell you, he ain't here no more. The choice is yours. But, Brown, as together we stand and together we sing the invitation song, why don't you come? Come on and come. Sing the wondrous love.